Would you pray with me a moment? Father, may that be true for all of us. May all of us be a reflection of your son Jesus in a world that so desperately needs to see him. And I say again, Lord, come Holy Spirit. Would you say that with me? Come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his son, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. I want to make sure we all understand this morning that this blessing is from God. These words came from the mouth and the heart of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. Moses, God said, when the priests bless the people, this is what I want them to say. The Lord bless you and on and on. I'd like to take a few moments this morning and look a little closer at part of the blessing. The first verse of the blessing, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, simply says, The Lord bless you and keep you. Or perhaps you've heard it this way, May the Lord bless you and keep you. Or simply, God bless you and keep you. Sometimes when I write a note or an email, not all the time, but sometimes I will put at the bottom, God bless and keep you. Sometimes I say, God bless and keep you and yours. So it's a common phrase that if you've been hanging around the church very long, you've heard a phrase like it. The Lord bless you and keep you. But what do those words mean? What was the concept that God was trying to get across to His people through this blessing? Moses, when they bless people, this is what I want them to say. What was God trying to get across to us? The Lord bless you and keep you. Well, the Hebrew word for bless simply means to kneel. Bless, to kneel. The Hebrew word for blessing literally means this. The bringing of a gift to another on bended knee. The bringing of a gift to someone and kneeling down and giving them the gift. That's what the Lord bless you means. The Hebrew word for keep literally means to guard. And there's a very close Closely related Hebrew word to this word that means to guard. And it means thorn. Very interesting. The the shepherds, when they would go out in the wilderness with their flock, at night he would get thorn bushes and put them closely together and make a corral out of thorn bushes to protect his sheep from the predators of the wilderness. The Lord keep you. So therefore, a more correct or more 
full reading of this verse, the Lord bless you and keep you, in verse 24 is this. Yahweh will kneel before you presenting gifts and will guard you with a hedge of protection. (laughs) Yahweh will kneel before you and give you presents, presenting you with gifts, presenting you with what you need, and He will guard you with a hedge of protection. Can you grasp what that means? Whatever you're going through today, whatever you're facing, God wants to protect you with this hedge of protection. God, Yahweh, kneeling before you, protecting you. Or presenting you with everything you need. You could say it this way, My God will supply all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The Lord bless you. Or you could say it like this, God's divine power has everything we need for life and godliness. The Lord bless you. It's a picture of the holy God, the Creator of everything we know, kneeling before you and saying, here, I have all you need. Take it. I have what you need. The Lord bless you. The other picture is, is the picture of God protecting us. Building a hedge around us of thorns to protect us from the predator in our lives. The Lord keep you. Oh, the lengths that God will go to bring His children home. Think about that with me. The lengths that our God will go in your life to bring you home. The Lord keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. As I was working with this this past week, I kept reading a fuller Hebrew rendering of what, they, the, as what God was trying to say. What God was saying and we were trying to understand. Listen to this. This is so good. Numbers 6, verses 24 to 26. In a more full Hebrew understanding. Yahweh will kneel before you presenting gifts and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of His being toward you, bringing order and He will beautify you. Yahweh will lift up His wholeness of being and look upon you and He will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. Or, The Lord bless you and keep you. (laughs) The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face, turn His attention to you and give you peace. (laughs) 
You know what's interesting to me about this story? Or about this blessing? This, this beautiful, full, priestly blessing is at the end of a chapter in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 6. It comes at the end of a chapter where God introduces and explains the concept of being a Nazarite. A Nazarite, according to chapter 6, is a person who makes a special commitment to God. A person who makes a promise or a vow to God. The word in Hebrew for Nazarite means separated or consecrated. It's like kind of like what we do when we fast today, but it's on steroids when you're a Nazarite. It's when somebody says, I feel led to make a vow to God for 30 days to 100 days normally. Just a vow to God to separate myself, to consecrate myself to God for this period of time, to learn more about Him, to get closer to Him, to love Him. And again, the person would choose, man or woman would choose, to make this Nazarite vow for 30 to 100 days normally. In that time frame, this person, man or woman, who made this vow, would vow three things, would promise three things that they would not do while they were dedicating this this time to God, this period of time. The first thing they would not do is they would not drink wine or anything connected with the grapes. They wouldn't eat grapes, they wouldn't eat raisins. For this period of time, the vow is, I will abstain from anything from the vine. That was a big deal for them. The second vow that they would make, that they made during this period of time, is they would refrain from cutting the hair on their head at all. They just let it grow. The third vow that they would make is that they would have no contact at all with a dead body. It didn't matter while you're, while you're during your vow, if your, if your mother would die, if your brother would die, during your vow, you could not come in contact with a dead body. That's the vow, the three vows. No wine, no haircuts, no going to funerals for 30 to 100 days. Now, I, you don't have time to talk about why those three this morning. But it was in their culture, when somebody did that and made that Nazarite vow, everybody noticed. Because they were different from everything else. They had consecrated themselves. Why aren't you drinking any wine? Well, I made a Nazarite vow. Oh, okay, okay. Man, your hair's getting kind of long. You got a scruffy beard. Why you, I'm Nazarite vow. Okay, all right. There were a few people in the Scripture, that made a lifetime Nazarite vow. Anybody remember the most famous one? Nazarite? Samson. Exactly right. Samson made a lifetime Nazarite vow. Samuel was another one, and John the Baptist was the third. The story of Samson is found in the book of Judges, chapters 13 through 16. It's an amazing story. If you've been around Sunday school much in your life, you'll have heard many things about Samson. You've heard the story told many times. You probably read it in the book of Judges. Throughout the story of Samson, we hear this phrase, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. 
Samson's great strength came from God as a blessing on his life. Here's how it works. Samson made the vow and God blessed the man. There is a very sad phrase in the story of Samson, at the end of the story of Samson, chapter 16, the book of Judges, at the end of verse 20, says this. Samson did not know that the Lord had left him. See, Samson did not lose his great strength because of a haircut. Samson lost his strength because he broke his vow to God. My vow to you, God, among other things, is I will not cut my hair. The hair was not the issue. The vow was the issue. The promise to God. Now, you may think from where we sit, hundreds of years, thousands of years, you may think that was dumb. But it wasn't to them. I made this vow to God. It wasn't the haircut, brothers and sisters. It was that he broke the vow. Samson lost his strength and the presence of God by breaking his vow. Well, what can we learn, if anything, from all of this this morning? You know, Samson, the blessing of the Lord. What can we learn? Well, the first thing that's very important to me And I know it's very important to you. First thing that's obvious in this passage of Scripture here is that God wants to bless you. Listen now, brothers and sisters. God wants to bless you. God's will is that you are blessed. God's plan is that you are blessed. God's purpose is that His children are blessed. God wants to bless you. And when God blesses you, He comes to you with everything He has to offer. He comes to you with everything you will need at this moment, what you're going through in your life. On bended knee, God comes before you. I will supply all your needs, God says. I will give you everything you need. Basically, what He's saying is, I will be your God and you will be my people. The Lord bless you. See, God wants to bless you. Anybody believe that? God wants to bless every person here this morning with the blessing of the Lord. The second thing that's obvious in this passage of Scripture for all of us is that God wants to protect you. It is obvious that God's plan and will is to protect His children. It is God's intention to protect His children. God is concerned about us to the point of protecting us from the evil one who is out to destroy us. God wants to build this hedge around us. Thorn bushes. A concrete wall, if necessary, God wants to build a hedge of protection around you. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? Yeah, some do. God's will is that His people are protected from the evil one. 
This one that is hell-bent on your destruction. This one whose full-time existence is to get you to turn your back on God and to destroy your life. God has protection for us from the evil one. You can't protect yourself. Alone you can't. You can't have a buddy system and that's good enough. No. It's God's job to protect you. And it's our job to receive the protection from the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the armor of God. God has it. He has what you need on bended knee. He's offering up it to us on bended knee. He says, I have everything you need. The armor of God, etc. His job is to give it. Our job is to receive it and put it on. The Lord bless you and keep you. God wants to protect you. And finally, according to Numbers chapter 6, the flow, the flow of Numbers chapter 6. Blessing comes after faithfulness to our vow. Blessing comes after our commitment to God, our promise to God. You see, God blessed Samson because Samson was separated or consecrated to him. Blessed him. The children of Israel, as you read through the Old Testament, the times of their greatness are when they are faithfully and consistently walking in step with kingdom principles. When they get away from that, no else to say that this morning. When they were faithful to kingdom principles, that's when the blessing of God rested upon them. I wonder if we get it. <laughs> I wonder if I get it. How does this work? This following God business. How, how does that work? Here's how it works in a nutshell. God has everything you need and you are faithful to Him in every way. Hello. You see this halfway following God? This halfway, I'll do it my way following God? It doesn't work. That doesn't bring the blessing of God upon my life. I have, I experience, I enjoy the presence of God and the blessing of God when I am walking step in step with the Savior. <laughs> Samson was blessed because he was separated and consecrated to God. <sighs> Being the people of God, actually what God is saying is, I will be your God, and you will be my people. Being the people of God means faithfulness, obedience, and commitment to kingdom principles. Separated, consecrated, God's. I belong to God. Then we can say boldly or receive humbly these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. The last verse in Numbers chapter 6 is this. Verse 27. So they will put My name on the Israelites and I will bless them. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like having a brand on our face that says, I belong to God. And people come up to you and you, and you don't even have to say anything. You just, they just know you're God's boy. You're God's girl. You're God's man. You're God's woman. It's obvious. Verse 27, they will put my, my name on, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. When we are gods, when we belong to Him, the blessing comes. When we are living according to kingdom principles, which includes the fruit of the Spirit, which includes loving one another and encouraging one another, which includes pouring yourself into the kingdom of God, no matter what's going on in the kingdom, that you pour yourself into it. Why? Because it's God's work. It's His kingdom. God's man. God's man. Nobody questions it. When was the last time you made a vow to God? Any vow. Any promise. God... I promise to serve you. God, I promise to follow you. God, I promise that I will live a life by your grace and your strength in front of my family that my children will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I belong to God. God, I promise by your grace and your strength that I will be Christ-like in my home, in my work, at church. I promise the Lord, I promise you, Lord, I'll be your witness. Have you ever made a promise to God? I promise you, Lord, that I will open my heart to you and receive your Son, Jesus Christ. I promise you, Father, that I will seek you with all of my heart. I will seek the fullness of the Spirit with all that there is within me. Expecting you to fill me. Have you ever made a promise or a vow to God? Have you ever said anything like that? You see, blessing from God comes after our commitment and the follow-through of that commitment. Blessing from God always follows faithfulness to God. Amen. This morning... Good grief. Lord, do I get this? I mean, help me, Lord. Help me get this. Brothers and sisters, we don't have much time left here. Lord, do I get this? Would you help me to to, to love my brothers and sisters? in a way that would make you pleased with me. This morning, it's our privilege again to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. 
as we receive the elements together, would you do something with me? Would you renew your vow to the Lord, your promise, whatever it is? If you've never made a promise to the Lord, would you make one today? Lord, I promise to serve you, to open my heart to you, Lord. See, here's the deal. The Lord bless you. God, on me, offering you whatever you need. The Lord keep you, this corral of thorn bushes, keeping the evil one at bay. Those of you that are going to serve communion, if you'd come at this time. Lord, would you prepare our hearts for your blessing? Would you help us, Lord, to connect with you in such a way that we would be a fragrant sacrifice to you? Prepare our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we ask you to help us renew our vows to you, to commit ourselves to kingdom principles, kingdom values, to walk in the ways of the Savior, to live in fullness of the Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, sweet Spirit, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. May we receive it, Lord. Yes, Father. We say yes to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I say yes to you, Father. Yes, Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. 
the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. 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 Wonderful peace. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Amen. Oh, God, I pray and prepare our hearts for what's to come, Lord. Would you stand with me? Father, we stand in honor of You and Your Son, Jesus Christ, and all that You did for us. We honor You, Father. This is a symbol of the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat and be eternally thankful. Father, Your Son is worthy of all of our praise. We lift Him up today. This is a symbol of the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for us on a cross. Take it and drink it and be thankful. Father, we thank You for who You are. We thank You for the many blessings that You bestow upon us as Your faithful people. Help us, Lord, to come near to You as You come near to us. Father, there are needs and requests and prayers and praises that are represented by the people here today. We lift them up. I want to do a special prayer for Gretchen. Gretchen, you come at this time. Gretchen has asked that we anoint her with oil. Maybe some of you that would like to come and pray around Gretchen this morning. Bless you, sister. You know, the great truth about this is God knows all about it. God knows what's going on, and we trust Him. Father, we just pause and pray for Gretchen Crampton right now. We ask, Lord, that You would touch her body, that You'd encourage her heart, that You would help her family. I ask, Lord, that 
whatever she faces, which is not quite known yet, whatever she faces, Lord, she would face in the power and the strength of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we trust you on her behalf. Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we anoint our sister according to the Scriptures with oil. We ask, Lord, that your healing touch would flow through her body, and we already give you praise, honor, and glory. God bless you, Gretchen. Father, we also pray for others that need a special touch. We think of Ted Tubner. We think, Lord, of Pat Hurley. His father passed away this week. Pray for Julie Sadison, Lord. I ask you to touch her. And Father, a young man named Bob Pelkington, I pray that you'd help him serious surgery tomorrow. Father, we are just so grateful that you love us enough to care for us when we're in need and to help us to care for each other as we're in need. Father, we lift up those that are in the nursing homes and shut-ins. We ask, Lord, you'd be where they are today. We pray again, Lord, for our military personnel, all those ones that are in our bulletin on the list. Lord, we lift them all to you. The whole list, Lord, we give to you. We pray that each of these young men and women would today sense your presence and feel you with them and to know that we are praying for them right now. Lord, those people that we wrote, those names we wrote on the yellow cards, Lord, would you go to where they are and draw them to your side. Help us to never give up praying for them. Father, may your, may your love and your presence sweep this congregation, this body of Christ. We give you praise. Would you just look at me, brothers and sisters? Would you just look at me? Would you receive this from God? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face to you and your family and give you peace. And all the people said, Amen. God bless you.